This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Road to Retirement with uh, myself, Chris Anselmo, and our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, especially thanks to you. I don't know if our uh, the people viewing out there can you see stand this, up a little bit. Look at that. Look at Tony's that. got our logo on him. Yeah. Thank you for sending this. I you should, and your staff have, sent me a yeah. nice big one that fits nice. Yeah. It was just a me zip. medium, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't fit in a medium since uh, probably the Carter administration. Yeah. So. Me neither. So <laughs> I'm trying to get back down to a large. You look, you're, you're looking good though. Yeah. You, you look good. Uh, Definitely, you've lost some weight. A little that's bit, for sure. Yeah, it's a struggle. I try to work out two, three times a week, and that's now nice. that's uh, now the golf and softball's over for the year, um, um, I'm gonna have to step it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to hit the gym a little yeah. harder. Yeah, I actually yeah. go during. I have, not, I have it on my calendar. I go uh, Monday, Wednesdays for a couple hours during lunch. So that's awesome. That's yeah, I've got to start doing that. Uh, actually, Mitch, who edits our shows, uh, he's at the gym right now. So. Yeah. I know years ago, my son said I needed to get in shape and I, I told him oval was a shape, but yeah. uh, <laughs> my doctor, you know what? My doctor told me, Tony, you've got to get in shape or you'll be dead before you're 30. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you proved him wrong. <laughs> that was just what did he know? He told me that. <laughs> uh, no, that's good. So uh, for our topic today, you've got a per perfect timing, right? You're going to talk about taxes yeah, year end. I, yeah, you know it's uh, it's no, you know it's mid November already, and a lot of the strategies that people ask about, you know, what can I do to kind of reduce some of my taxes or or maybe take advantage of the tax rates that are they're pretty low right now. We you got to get them done before the end of the year because once uh, December thirty first rolls past, there's you know, ninety nine percent of your options you can't do for last right. year or down for two thousand twenty three. You got right. you got to do it for two thousand. And then people are like, well, it's uh, 2024. I'll wait to December again, you know, so they don't get around to doing them. But, uh, you know, historically these have been, and I've been doing this uh, 40 years. Um, and uh, these are the lowest tax rates we've ever seen. And they're in place until 2025. So you may want to start. It, it's counterintuitive to tell people like you should, you should take money out and pay your taxes. They're like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to pay any money, but you know, you're paying at a lot lower rate than if you wait. I think whoever gets in the administration, I, I think tax rates are probably going to go up. All right. So um, they've got they, to, well, they, they need money so they can blow more money. Right. So, you know, well, yeah, yeah, they're not going to cut spending. Right. <laughs> we know, we know this right. and the deficit is uh, just skyrocketing. Yeah. So and, they've and, got to raise taxes. And now, you know, now that we're funding, Goings on in the Middle East and in Ukraine, um, that's just more money, right? So yeah, that, I mean, how many billion did they just approve to send to the Ukraine? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was a lot. I wish some of the other countries would step up. I don't know what the UN is, but it just seems like it's 
Hopefully they're not listening, but <laughs> but uh, well, it they're just, listening. They're it, always I mean, listening. It just seems like it's the United States and everybody else, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, we we seem to be the police for the entire world. Well, we uh, seem, you know, and the pocketbook, right? So, yeah. Um. That that's what's frustrating me too. But okay, that aside, you know, there's so tax rates are pretty low. So you know, lowest brackets obviously zero. Then you go to ten. Then you go to twelve. Then twenty two. Twenty. So they're you know even the three four brackets in, you're only at twenty four. Where it used to be at 39, 40, 45, you know, yeah. things like that. So um, some of the strategies would be, um, you know, start taking money, more money out of your IRAs other than your just uh, retirement age. People just want to take their required minimum distributions, which you have to take, but you're allowed to take more, right? So, I mean, that's just the minimum you could take. So take some out. Maybe you can even uh, get get with us or get with your uh, your tax professional and see where you are in your brackets. You know, maybe you got another ten, fifteen thousand dollars in a bracket that right. you can, uh, you know, take advantage of before you jump into the next bracket. So sure. So, so there's may- year end tax planning tips right. that you can do before the end of the year to help your situation. Right. Correct. And then uh, you know, generally it's either take more money out, convert to Roths. You know, so Roths for our listeners, you know, the regular traditional retirement plans, whether it's a 401k, 403b, IRA or whatever, those are all what we call tax deferred, which means you got to suck money away into those plans without paying taxes. Theory was that when you were getting close to retire, retire, you would take them out in a lower tax bracket. This is the lower tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. the plant. The, so in, in historically essence, low, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Tax so in essence, ninety percent was the top rate at yeah. one point. I yeah, ninety two, I think. So yeah. the so it actually worked. You you put all that. So you were probably in a 35 percent tax bracket, and you put all the money away. So you saved 35 percent. And sure. now, if you could take it out, and you're only paying twelve or twenty two, you know, you saved. 10, 15%. So, um, so that's the strategies to take some more money out while the tax brackets are done. And I don't know why my phone's ringing, but that's okay. Because you're popular, Chris. I mean, <laughs> usually that- doesn't ring. So, uh, somebody else, Oh, it's Jennifer. Jennifer's at home today. So she's calling, but, uh, you'll have to wait, Jen. Um, so the, um, so, you know, take, you know, again, people don't like to hand over money to the IRS, but, but, this might be an economical way to do it. So the other strategies are not, not a lot of people um, itemize anymore. Remember, since they changed the itemization, standard the standard deduction to, you know, let's say it's 25 grand, give or take a few thousand dollars. You know, in all these years we've been doing it, most of the people, probably 85% of the people used to itemize. Now I would say 85% of people don't itemize. But if right. you're close, you might want to bunch some of your deductions. So if, if you can, you know, if you're within a few thousand dollars, maybe you give a little bit more to charity by the end of the year so you can get over that st- over that standard deduction so that, you know, you can, you can kind of bunch your deductions together. Maybe this year go over the standard deduction. Next year, maybe just take the standard deduction. So yeah. my uh, wife and I, of course, we were self-employed during a lot of that time, but we before the standard deduction situation and my mom was a CPA, she did our taxes and we always had a, a lot of deductions and itemized it. Yeah. And it seems like we came out much better. I don't yeah. know. So I, th- I think the backstory on all that is 
I don't think the IRS wants to audit any of that stuff. First of all, it's not big dollars, right? Whether you drove right. 15,000 miles for a business deduction or 12,612 miles, they're not really winning on that, right? So, and that was where the people would uh, fudge. Fudge you know, is the yeah. word. I, 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 I mean, was just going to say fudge. I, I don't yeah. know if it's even fudge, but, you know, you're supposed to, for the IRS, you're supposed to keep meticulous records, like, when you travel. Like, oh, yeah. Where you went, who but you people talked, would just what, go, I think it was about this much, yeah. or I'll so, round up. They right. round up, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah. And, and some of them are probably close. You know, how much did we do last year? So, it's probably close. But if you ever got called out by the IRS on that, they're going to want to see who you went to see, what your mileage was. Who you talked to? What was it about? What was your odometer reading? What, I mean, but nobody lives like that. So, no. so at the end of the day, I think the IRS said, look, it'd be nice if we don't have to audit any of that, that stuff, right? Because it's not a big dollar win for us if we catch them with $3,000 miles less, right? Because it's not $3,000. It's 3,000 times you know, 30 some cents or whatever it was back then. <laughs> right. So, um, and then the other thing that happened is part of that is they limited how much, um, real uh, how much taxes you can write off so you know you can write off your real estate taxes you can write off your state and local taxes you pay in your payroll but now that's limited to ten thousand dollars i don't know if that'll get adjusted at all but so it's rare that so let's say the standard deduction sake of argument is twenty five thousand dollars but you're limited to taxes of ten you have to make that fifteen other fifteen thousand dollars up in either mortgage deductions uh charity or medical medical is hard to do because of the there's some qualifications there so it's rare that people go over the standard deduction now but if you're close say you're at twenty three thousand some dollars and you know next year well, i always give ten thousand dollars to charity maybe you give it before the end of the year and then this year you were at 30 some and the next year you just take the standard deduction so right um, so those are some of the things we look at um what about uh, qcds before yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, so a QCD is a qualified charitable deduction, which is a little bit different than your uh, regular charitable deduction. So you can do this from, first of all, it has to come from an IRA. It can't come from any other qualified plan. So you can't do it from your 401k or your 403b oh. or something like that. Okay. So it has to come from an IRA, and you have to at least be 70 years old, which is it's, it sounds ridiculous, but why do they care? <laughs> You know, if you're giving yeah. it to charity, why do they care how old you are? So, so what happens is, let's say you have your um, your IRA at Schwab because we use Schwab. So, let's say you have an IRA at Schwab and you want to give five thousand dollars to your church. You could have Schwab take the money directly out of your IRA and send it to your church. So, if you, you tithe regularly, you want to do that. I mean, right. because that way you don't have to. You can satisfy your required minimum distribution that way. Yep. And you don't pay taxes on that. That's Correct. great. So, so you can again, as Tony said, it counts towards your your RMD. And what happens basically? Let's say you took out IRA money. You took out thirty thousand dollars, but ten of it went to the to the to the government. I mean, to the uh, church. So uh, you'll get a 1099 for that you took out $30,000 and then we can adjust the 1099 when we do your taxes to do this QCD deduction. So it'll only show that you have to pay tax on 20 instead of 10. Now you're, you're giving up the charitable deduction on your, on your schedule A, but it's okay. Cause you didn't pay the tax on the 10 that you gave the charity. So, right. and it, it helps because like I said, with, as we talked about earlier, 
a lot of people aren't going over that standard deduction. So this is you're getting credit for your your charitable deduction indirectly, right? Actually, I think charitable deduction should be above the line. I think it should be a deduction. It shouldn't be part of your standard deduction. It should just be look. You give the money to charity. You should give. You should get a deduction, right? Yes. So I would you agree, know, and yeah. you should be able to do that anytime after. They should lower that age to like sixty. They should lower it to anything. Yeah. I mean, you gave it to charity. You don't have the money anymore. What? What? Why? What, you know. So, and you know, they had uh, a. a, a Charitable deduction above the line. Charitable deduction last couple of years of three hundred and six hundred dollars. I can't believe that the the charities haven't lobbied together to get that raised. I mean, you know, maybe you could put a limit on it. You can't give more than ten thousand, whatever it is. But I think six hundred bucks isn't. That's nothing. Yeah, because it really doesn't make a, a big difference on your tax return. No. Um, so. So uh, Roths are another one that we we look at doing. So the, like for our listeners, the difference between your regular traditional retirement plan and your Roth is retirement plans are IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks. When you take the money out, you're going to pay taxes on. The Roth is, the deal is, like, we'll pay the tax up front. So let's say we have a Roth with $20,000 in it. We'll pay the tax on the Roth up front. But the deal is, as long as I keep this Roth for five years, I never again me or my heirs have to pay tax on this Roth. So if that's on the 20, principal or the growth, right, not so even that, on the growth, right, not so even on all that compounding interest you're going to make. Over yeah. The so if that 20 turns into a hundred, that was a deal. The that's deal was hundred. Yeah. That's, Unlike a traditional IRA or a 401k or 403b, if you put a hundred thousand dollars in, yeah, and you, uh, and you take it out, you're going to net maybe sixty percent of it. Yeah, right? it goes in tax free, but the government's going to take thirty yeah. percent. Right? And we we've talked about on other shows. It's kind of like a ticking time bomb. You know, again, yeah. the whole the whole theory was, in my working years, I'm going to be in the highest tax bracket. So why don't I defer it, and then when I'm retired, I'll take it out in a lower tax bracket. Well, like I said, the, these are the lower tax brackets, so you should take advantage of it because it. You know, whoever side of the fence you're on, I still think taxes are going to go up, right? Whether right. the Democrats get in, the Republicans get Everybody in. Everybody thinks yeah. that. Yeah, it's not partisan. Taxes at, at some point have to go up. They can only yeah. kick that can down the road so far, and I think they've they've hit the end. They're at a brick wall at the end of the, the one-way alley. So for our, our Ohio listeners, we have a new credit in Ohio that came out last year. Kind of really neat. So they have this credit that if you give – a single person, seven fifty, or a married couple, fifteen hundred dollars to a what's called a scholarship granting organization. Generally, these are, are private schools. Most of them are religious based, either Catholic, Baptist, Church, Jewish, whatever. Sure. So you can take a credit, a credit of the same amount. So if you give seven hundred fifty dollars to, let's see, Catholic charities, you get deduct. $750 off your tax. So not, it's dollar for dollar. It's, it's a dollar credit. for dollar. It's not so a they, deduction. It's a credit. Yeah, and that, so there's that, a big, there's a big difference yeah. there that some people get confused yeah, about. So, if you have so, a tax credit, that's awesome. Cause that's yeah. straight off the top. That has, yeah, that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent. Right. So and let's say above and beyond the standard deduction. Yeah. So on the state tax, let's say our state tax is about 4%. So if you gave a hundred dollars and you got a deduction, you're only saving four bucks. Right. Right. The credit, if it's a hundred dollars, you're, you're getting a hundred dollars. 
So, yeah. the, so what's happening is basically the state is funding this credit. So, the, so my wife and I, if we get $1,500, we're getting $1,500 back. Yeah. So, um, but it, it has to be to one of these listed charitable uh, organi- uh, scholarship granting organizations. Cause we looked into, you know, we have a charity at, that we use at Catholic charities to do our give back program. And we look to see if we can uh, use ours to do that because we do give monies out for educational purposes. And they said, no, you actually have to be granting scholarships. So we didn't want to get in all that. It wasn't, it was administratively too complex. So, sure. so, um, so this is a, a new credit, but the caveat is you have to owe taxes. It's not refundable. So if you are a retiree that doesn't pay any Ohio taxes, like it's good to give the money, but you don't, you're not getting it back unless you actually owe taxes. So, right. So, um, so that, that, that's kind of, and I don't know if other states have, but here in Ohio just came out in 2020. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure. That's a came, new one. It came out in 2022, I believe. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, so kind of that's cool. interesting. Yeah. Well, because, you know, a lot of people, the rub is, you know, there's a lot of people don't use the public schools for whatever reason, you, right. know, you don't like the, you don't like the school system or you, you want your kid to have a faith-based education, but you're paying real estate taxes that go to fund those schools, but they're not going to fund the parochial schools. Right. right. So right. Well, they're giving you a little kick, I don't want to say kickbacks the wrong word, but they're giving you a little uh, money back so that uh, it doesn't hurt as much. Like if you pay $10,000 in real estate taxes and let's say five of those go to the schools, but you're not using that school. That's you know, yeah. yeah, it's tough. So a lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, you can argue, I, I argue like I live in a, my wife and I moved to a community where they have top rated public schools. Yeah, it's yeah, one, we of the best in, one of the best in the country. And that's why we moved there to start our family. And I think that good public schools make your neighborhood oh, and absolutely. community better. So, so there is, you know, I hear that when seniors, especially like, why am I paying this property tax to go to for schools yeah. when I don't have any children in school? Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do you enjoy your community? Because I'll yeah. tell you, I've I've lived in areas where they don't fund public schools, and it can be a problem. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm for on the right or the left of the issue, but I'm saying I've lived in an area of Tennessee where they don't give any well, money to public schools, and those communities really suffer from it. And the education suffers. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you know, yeah. and part of the value of your home is how good is your school system? Right? Exactly. So, yeah. so now here in Ohio, there's certain areas. Um, I don't know if they're county or they're townships that aren't allowed to assess city taxes, but they may have something called, I mean, I think it's fair. They have something called a school district tax. So that is, um, I don't know here, I don't know about Minnesota, but here in Ohio, we have, we have the federal tax. We have the, state tax. And we also have what we call local tax. So let's say you work in Cleveland, you're paying, let's use a round number, 2% to Cleveland because you work there. Then you live in a suburb and you're going to pay money to the place you actually live. So sometimes there's a credit offsetting credit, so, but we have city, well, basically we have city taxes. So uh, the school district tax is a little different where the school district tax is only assessed against people who are working. So 
the seniors don't vote down those tax sure, in, sure. because it doesn't affect them. So I think it that would makes sense. Make a little more sense if we went more to that type of uh, process because you know one people having less kids, so there's more and more seniors, and the seniors like this is the first time I ever remember in my little school district where I went to school, very small community. Um, it had three communities, and my graduating class only had sixty-seven people. Yeah, and we were only. 10 miles outside of Cleveland. So this is a very wow. small, community. it's the first time I ever remember in history, they voted down their school levy two days ago. So, um, wow. So I think if you went to more of a school district tax, which say, look, the working families, the people who are actually still making a living, you pay the taxes because like, these are your kids that are going to school, right? Yeah. The, the, the people ahead of you, the, the, the retirees, they already paid for their kids to go to school. So sure. in that way, the uh, retirees won't, um, won't vote it down. Yeah. So I'm probably, am I legislating for more taxes? No, but no. <laughs> well, we got off topic there. We're talking about tax tips savings before, yeah. before the end of the year. And I know yeah. another one uh, because I'm in my fifties now. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can make catch up contributions to my retirement exactly. accounts, like my 401k and my IRA. Uh, they have catch-up contributions where I can right. put in more, right. and that gives me uh, – that's more off my taxes. The more I put in there, uh, the more tax um, adva right. advantageous it, that is. But I need to do it before the end of the year yeah, to count yeah, it's, as it's, – it's not, it's not huge, but it's something, right? So yeah. it's usually, depending on your plan, $1,000, $3,000, whatever it, it may be. So anyone who's over 50 – it's this little bump up because it's called basically catch up. It's like, well, you're late to the game. We're going to let you put a little more money away. Right. And, um, and you know, every little bit counts, especially if there's matching, right? So if your employer's matching, you put a little bit more away, that, that would be good. Um, so really, um, but on the flip side, should you really do that or should you fund the Roth? I mean, the yes, taxes, the taxes are the lowest rates. Why, why not pay the taxes now? And um, so good there's always that dilemma uh, because, even though mathematically we say, look, you should do your Roths and let's take a hundred thousand dollars out of your IRA, pay the tax and put in a Roth and it'll be forever tax free for you and your family. Clients are like, you want me to write a check for $30,000 to the IRS? I'm not doing that. So, you know, it's real, again, mathematically it makes sense, but it's, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's just emotionally, it's hard to, to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, the this the answer to that question is, or their statement is, uh, the response should be, yeah, you either do it now or you or, or your kids do it later, and it'll be a bigger check. Yeah, so it, it will be a bigger check, especially for growth. Yes. So, so those are are some of the things. There's again because they change the standard deductions. There's not a lot of um, maneuvering you can do other than you know taking money out of the retirement plans and, and paying the tax at the right rates and things like that. Deductions, maybe you can lump deductions together. So if you know, if I give $10,000 to charity every year, maybe if I give 20,000 or I make my $10,000 donation by December 31st, then I could, I could use it, the regular deductions and not the standard deduction. And next year I win because I won't have any charitable deduction. I won't have the $10,000 deduction 2024, but I'm going to get the standard deduction Anyhow, so, yeah. so those are, so, you know, there's some stuff on the business sides, but for most people it's, you know, it's how do you play the game to jump brackets or, or stay within back? Or like you said, the QD, QCD where we can give money away to charity. Um, yeah, th those are some, some of the things out there. Um, 
Real estate taxes are tough. Sometimes people used to front load real estate taxes the same way as charities, but since you're limited to $10,000, now that $10,000 isn't just real estate. It's all the taxes, any state and local taxes that come out of your paycheck too. So most people, I don't say most, but most people who are earning a, a living still get capped out of 10, right? Because right. I'm sure you're paying Minnesota. Does Minnesota have city taxes? Um, no, I, well, uh, yes, they actually, okay. they do. Yeah. So your state and local, basically it's state and local taxes. It's state right. local income taxes and your real estate taxes. You know, it's not that uncommon that those are going to go over 10,000. Like your house is might go over $10,000. Right. So right. I, don't, I don't know your real estate taxes there, but, um, you know, property tax, taxes are high. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, for sure. So those are some of the things. So if you have any questions, you can call us at 440-886-3550. Talk to one of the tax professionals here. we got several of them here, probably half a dozen or so. Um, and uh, it will turn Gino into one soon. So um, yeah. for your listeners, my son moved back from Colorado, and maybe we'll do a show with him next week or so. Yeah, we uh, should. So we got him in the trenches right now doing all the paperwork, you know, when we, when we transfer uh, money from, you know, one 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 company to another company. You know, there's paperwork involved, so we have Charles doing that. Schwab or to an insurance yeah. company. Yeah, that's, and, there and is paperwork. He, he was uh, assisting Morgan, and uh, God bless Morgan. She had her child uh, early, oh, wow. she, so she oh. had it at like seven and a half months. So Gino got thrown into fire a little bit early, but uh, oh. that's okay. He'll, he'll survive. And uh, uh, yeah, Morgan's uh, Morgan's doing well. So uh, good. He's got Good. a little one. I'm glad to, so, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. So, uh, Chris, everything you talked about on the show today, I wouldn't want to do this without working with a tax professional alongside right. a financial advisor who can look at the big picture. And that's exactly what you've assembled there. I mean, uh, you have tax experts, and I know you work really hard for your clients to minimize that tax burden. That's what we're talking yeah, I, about. I, I, yeah, I think we're a little different that we we look at all aspects of it because oftentimes you go to a tax repair, they're just, they're just looking at your taxes, right? right. And you go to the financial planner and he's just looking at your finances. And then, you know, the, like those two have to interplay, but you know, yeah. the, the cop out is we don't do taxes. And the other one says, well, we don't do financial, but that that's not good enough. Like, no, you, you can't say like you bring the car in. Well, we only do oil changes, but you got four flat tires, but we're not putting air in them. Right. Yeah. Because we don't do tires. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think, boy, we're 25 minutes into this. So, yeah, um, it's a good so show. I, again, if you have any questions, you could go to our website, uh, www.brooksidetax.com or call us at 440-886-3550. And the calendars are already filling up for tax season. So our tax season generally starts the first week of February. Um, so if you want an appointment, call the front desk and talk to usually Regina or somebody will answer the phone and get you on the calendar. All right. Well, thank you, Chris and listeners. That does it for today's episode of the road to retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. All right. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to road to retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 
or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.